Okay, I'm going to open in prayer, and then we'll we'll uh, read chapter 11 of Romans. Lord, we just want uh, to ask for your blessings tonight. We know that uh, there are a few that uh, are not feeling well. We pray for Ron, pray for John. Uh, Lord, it was good to see Carl back uh, from his trip. You gave him safe travel. And uh, too, Lord, um, I pray for the weather uh, that's coming. Uh, we know that we're going to get a lot of snow. And people that are traveling, Lord, it's, uh, it's a hazard. So we pray for those that are on the road. We also um, just pray for the, the church as a whole. We know that uh, we have brothers and sisters all over, Lord. And so we just lift the, the body of Christ up to you. Pray for the church in general, Lord. May we learn to be a witness for you. And may we study your word to show ourselves approved. And may we be doers of the word, Lord, and not just hearers. And we just ask now for your blessing. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to start us off. Uh, I ask then. Has God rejected the, his people? By no means. For myself, I am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people, whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the scriptures say of Elijah, how he appealed to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, and they have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But when, but what did God reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed their knees to Baal. So far as the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace but it is by grace it is no longer on the basis of works otherwise grace would no longer be grace what then israel failed to obtain what it was seeking the uh election obtained but it uh but the rest were hardened uh, as it is written God gave them the spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see and ears that would not hear, uh, down to this very day. And David said, let their table become a snare and, the, and a trap, a uh, burden for them. Let their eyes be darkened so they, that they cannot see and bend their backs forward forever. Uh, I don't know, Carl, you're one of you want to, or Dan, you want to jump in and read from 11 down? I'll, I'll go, and then Dan can finish it up. Okay. So I ask, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. 
rather though uh, rather through their trespass salvation has come to the gentiles so as to make israel jealous now if their trespass means riches for the world and if the failure means riches for the gentiles how much more will their full inclusion mean now i am speaking to you gentiles inasmuch then as i am an apostle to the gentiles i magnify my ministry in order to in order somehow to make my fellow jews uh, jealous and thus save some of them for if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead if the dough offered as first fruits is holy so is the whole lump and if the root is holy so are the branches if it's uh, but if somehow i'm sorry but if some of the branches were broken off and you although a wild olive shoot were grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree do not be arrogant toward the branches if you are remember it is not you who support the root but the root that supports you then you will say branches were broken off so that i might be grafted in that is true they were broken off because of their unbelief but you stand fast through faith so do not become proud but fear for if god did not square uh, spare the natural branches neither will he spare you note then the kindness and the uh, severity of god severity toward those who have fallen but god's kindness to you provided you continue in his kindness otherwise you too will be cut off and even they if they do not continue to in their unbelief will be grafted in for God has the power to graft them in again. For if you are cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that the blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And so all Israel shall be saved as it is written. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. For as ye in times past have not believed God, yet have now obtained mercy through their unbelief. 
Even so, have these also now not believed that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy, for God hath concluded them all in unbelief, that he might have mercy upon all. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, I see John is with us now. Hi, John. How you feeling? cold of mine. I didn't know if I should come on and, and ah, heck with it. I'll come up. Yeah, you, so, don't, you don't sound uh, the best. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope you get to feeling better. Yeah, uh, I do. Yeah. yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah Ron isn't with us either. He's uh, He's got that throat thing and he had to apologize. He had to bow out tonight too, so he wasn't feeling good. Well, I'm yeah. glad you're with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, chapter 11 is kind of an interesting chapter because God's not done with the Jews, but at the same time, we're in the age of grace, and God is working with the Jews and the Gentiles, but predominantly with the Gentiles. And if it wasn't for Israel's disobedience, uh, we Gentiles would be in pretty rough shape. <laughs> yeah. That's the first question is asked is, has God cast away his people? Mm -hmm. And the answer is no. And he says, look at me. I'm an Israelite. And then... Uh, he goes to Elijah with the 7,000 7, that were kept by God, uh, not to bow to Baal. And then generally what he's saying is God has not cast away his people because of election, of grace, and human responsibility. Yeah. They, the mysteries of election are real and and two, we have to be responsible to believe, like many of these Jews did not believe. And so they were blinded. So, but it's an interesting chapter, yes. It yeah. gives us the outline of, of Jewish history. They now are in rejection as a whole, but someday the whole nation will be saved. Yeah. And uh, that is amazing what God's going to do. Yeah. James tells us that Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are yet. He prayed and it rained not on the earth for the space of three years. And he prayed again and it rained. And, you know, we think about Elijah and what a man of God he was. And we see Elijah as a type of the nation again, and how the nation of Israel, God used the rain as punishment, and Elijah 
he took God's position against the nation of Israel that God might be able, that God might bring blessing to Israel. And so we, and we look in the book of Judges and we see how Israel would constantly go after the gods and the, um, the religions of the world around them. And yet God in his mercy, when they cried out to God, he raised up judges who delivered the people out of the judgment that he had sent their way. Mm -hmm. And so we see that in Elijah, that he knows how to deliver the righteous from judgment and reserve the wicked unto punishment. Mm -hmm. So we, Elijah is a, is a real interesting study to me as we see this prophet who was um, actually trans translated he he was not he he went up without going through death and yet we see the frailty and the weaknesses that god brings out even in his most ardent of servants and i think it's a lesson to us to see that when I am weak, then am I strong. And if we go in the power of God himself, rather than in our own strength, that yeah. he is the one, God is the one that brings forth the miracles. And that's what yeah. we have in the nation of Israel, mm -hmm. that they will, even though they're cast away, God has saved out a remnant and the remnant when they are the weakest is when God is going to save them when they cry out to him. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a wonderful day when that happens. I mean, yeah. all Israel will be saved. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But verse six tells us that um, it's by grace and not by works. You know, they're, they're so intent on working and the, it's amazing to me how hard they work to circumvent the law when they could have grace. And, yeah. you know, they make all kinds of rules and regulations and they water down the law so that they can justify their existence. But if they just simply humble themselves before God and just accept his grace it's no more of works but of mm -hmm. grace yeah carl wasn't it you that said how many laws they had on their books wasn't it 600 and some yeah they, they the rabbis count 613 yeah I it was 600 something yeah the, is that in the talmud yeah yeah uh, the, the talmud then explains um yeah how to how to live by those laws mm -hmm. and uh there's there's other things in there i mean there's but it's basically an an expose of the law and how to follow it yeah. and it would it would uh i forget how many pages it would be thousands and thousands of pages when it's printed out so. I understand it's like 22 volumes. Yeah. 22 yeah. Volumes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Everybody could possibly. Just to interpret basically the, 
yeah. the 613 laws. Yeah. Now oh, we got uh, Jim with us. How you doing, Jim? Okay. Okay, good. Good to see you. Uh, I spent, uh, I, I took a class on Judaism from Friends of Israel years ago. It was an online class. One of the assignments was to um, go to a, a synagogue, not a messianic synagogue, and uh, go to the service. So I actually developed an interesting relationship with the rabbi, and he would invite me sometimes to special things. They would bring in special guest speakers and whatnot, talking about uh, the situation in in uh, Israel right now and whatnot. But um, he invited me to their Rosh Hashanah ceremonies, um, which is the Feast of Trumpets. Trumpets. And uh, they, for basically for about four days, they they had this um, incredible devotion to the law and uh, to their works and it was hours a day uh, for a couple of those days where they just recited the liturgy and sang songs and Mm -hmm. uh, all this sort of thing it was extremely exhausting for me um, and I found it to be very um, very much without hope mm-hmm. and uh it was it was just exhausting and at the end of those four days uh they invited me to come back for their yom kippur service the day of atonement which is uh, 10 days later mm-hmm. um but i didn't have the the heart to go for that um and so i actually had a messianic friend and uh, he took me to a messianic chapel that he had been yeah. over at down in Sacramento. And uh, it was very uplifting uh, message about Christ and being the, the ultimate uh, Passover lamb and mm-hmm. the, the ultimate sacrifice and making propitiation, not yeah. simply atonement, but satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. But I'll tell you, they they are like Dan says, they are very steeped in their works, mm-hmm. and they they have this thing at Rosh Hashanah where they say Tikkatayvu, which is uh, means a good writing. They're they're um, hoping that their names will be written in the Book of Life for another year. And that doesn't mean salvation. It means God's basically God's material blessing on them. And uh, then it at uh, um, it's interesting at Yom Kippur they I forget what the phrase was, but it's something similar where they say basically a good ceiling. So if your name is written in the Book of Life, then the next step is to um, do all sorts of good works for the next 10 days so that you will be sealed in that book for another year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just totally works-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
I was uh, in the last few years in the workforce. I worked with this fella, this Scott, uh, and he was a Christian, but he was also a Jew. Uh, and he, uh, we would talk about, you know, the Jewish faith and, and, uh, we were eating lunch one day and I, I don't know, I brought in pickled hearts or something like that. And I offered him some and he says, you can't eat that. You're not supposed to eat that. He says, that's, you know, forbidden in the Bible, but you know, the Jews couldn't eat it because, uh, it was in internal organs. <laughs> well, I said, well, I'll quit bringing in in the lunch. I don't want to offend you. I told, <laughs> but we, we talked a lot about the, you know, what he believed. Uh, he was a good brother in his family. Uh, he actually sold a beautiful house, bought an old house. It was a big house in Red Wing to, have Christians over and they would have Bible studies. I went with, uh, to a couple of them and he played a guitar and he sang. His whole family was uh, musically talented and he had uh, daughters. I think he had something like eight or nine kids and uh, his daughters could all sing and dance and they used to do this Jewish type music. And I was always blessed by it when, you know, I go over there. Uh, but yeah, the Jews, uh, there are some Jews that are Christians. And of course, that's an organization, you know, uh, Jews for Christ. And uh, well, John and me both have met met Christians. Remember that one guy used to wear that little, whatever they call that little beanie, John? Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, it, it, it tells us that, um, you know, that God had, to, had blinded them. Uh, it says, what then Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. Uh, the elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened as it is written. And then we go to the old Testament where it says, and God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see and ears that would not hear down to this very day. And it's still going on today. We're still, uh, salvation is going to the Gentiles, but someday, and I believe it's going to be soon, we're going to hit that cutoff line. And then God will graft the true branches back in to the true olive tree and salvation. I'll go back to the Jews. And that's really what this chapter is telling us. And then uh, it talks about the root. That's really important. Christ is the root. And that's where we draw from It's And that's where the Jews have to learn to draw from. And until they accept Christ, they're outside you know, yeah. looking in. In Matthew chapter 13, um, verse 13, it says, Therefore I speak to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. 
And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, By hearing ye shall hear, and by shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, but not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they close. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and be converted. So we see that even when the Lord was here, John Gospel chapter 1, we read, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And so what we see is there was this rejection of the Lord Jesus from the very beginning. And so that when the Lord Jesus began his public ministry, he spoke in parables and he spoke in things that were actually day-to-day activities, and he used them as examples of his truth. But it was in a parable, and the parables didn't make sense to these people. There were times when the parable was very pointed, and they understood that the Lord Jesus was talking to them. He was talking about them and they became very angry yeah but the hatred and the vitriol that was there was manifested at the cross yeah i'm gonna have to mute you jim you're i'm getting feedback from you again good i'm gonna uh, yeah I, it's coming from your uh your, your little box is green here so i'm just gonna just mute you here for a minute it's fine okay all right. Yeah, in uh, we are talking about the parables in Matthew 13, and and this is kind of a a little play with words, but it says, therefore, the same day, Jesus went out of the house, and then he went to the seaside, of course. But I always think of the house of Israel. He left the house of Israel, and he went into the world and where the Gentiles were. So, I mean, that was just kind of a little play with words, but I have some of the scripture in this chapter underlined and highlighted. And one of them is uh, 25 and 26. Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of the mysteries, brother, uh, a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles have come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. And then as it was written, and then we go back into the Old Testament, uh, the deliverer will come out of Zion, and that's the Lord Jesus, and he will uh, banish ungodliness from Jacob, and this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. That's very precious, and that should be very precious to every Jew, but a lot of them reject even the New Testament, you know, and they totally miss that. Yeah, they they would certainly uh, argue that that's a messianic passage but they would reject Jesus as being there. Yeah. 
in it. And you know, many of the Jews still look towards the hope of Messiah coming, but by and large, um, as a people, they don't. And uh, so, yeah, God seems to have um, in this age he's not dealing with israel as a nation nor with the gentile nations he's dealing with individuals um beckoning them to come to him and at a future time when the fullness of the gentiles come in i believe that he will begin working with uh, nation israel again that's when he starts talking about uh, referring back to the the uh, the prophecy here about Jacob, and uh, so right now in the church there is no Jew or Gentile. Yeah. In the future, he will begin to work with nation Israel again. Yeah, that wall of partition has been broken down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know this. I know you guys believe that the church is very unique, which I do believe it's unique. But I, this is where I, it, it is one vine. It is children of light. You know, we all have been grafted into that. And uh, so I, I believe we all have become one. And the Old Testament believers are my brothers. And uh, future believers are my brothers too. But uh that's kind of where i i kind of understand it from here is there's just one vine and children of light and children of dark in the world but i don't know yeah there's one vine the lord jesus said uh, in john 15 i believe it is uh, john 15 he says i am the vine and ye are the branches he that abideth in me shall have life. Um, I'm, the, yeah, it's 15.5. It says, uh, actually starts at verse one. It says, I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. And then every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. And so forth. And then we go down to verse five. He says, I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So the Lord Jesus, he is the vine. And he is the one in whom we abide. And I believe that even in the Old Testament, they will be saved by the works of the Lord Jesus on the cross. However, yeah. I believe they also have a place of privilege. Um, I can't give you the chapter and verse off the top of my head, but um, the Lord Jesus said other, um, other sheep, I have, it's John 10, that's what it is, John 10. Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also will I bring with me. And so we see... Um, yeah i'm a good shepherd yeah i can't i can't lay my my hand on it right at the moment yeah 
Oh, right there, 16. Yeah. Other sheep I have, which this is John 10, 16. Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. So <clears throat> the Lord Jesus is going to uh, bring all of his chosen, all of his loved ones. He's going to bring them all along. And I think that, you know, Israel is spoken of as the wife of Jehovah in, uh, in one of the prophets. I think it's in Ezekiel. But the, um, the Lord Jesus is spoken of as the bridegroom and the church is bride. And so I think there's many aspects of things that we can't really fathom and we don't really quite grasp the enormity with our finite minds because God is so infinite and he is so perfect in his uh, planning and the way that he does things that it far surpasses our feeble ability to, to comprehend. That's for sure. Yeah. We see in verse 16, um, it talks about, you know, if the, if the lump is holy, the whole, if, if the first part of the lump is holy, the whole lump will be holy. And they're speaking of unleavened making bread. And if you put a little leaven, a little leaven, leaveneth the whole loaf. And that's how sin is. Leaven speaks of sin. But if there's no leaven, then it's holy. But then we also see that the root is holy, and so are the branches. So when we are grafted in, we are grafted into the vine, and the vine is, is holy because the vine is the Lord Jesus. And because we are grafted into the Lord Jesus, we also are holy. Well, actually, what, what we are is we obtain his holiness. Yes, elves are are we don't have uh, our own holiness because in my flesh well, is no good thing, but you're right there because of Christ's holiness. Yes, we we are imputed with His holiness. In other words, when God looks at us, He yeah. sees the holiness of Christ, uh, and and really that's we are the body of Christ, so we're united with him uh, uh, through his death and burial and resurrection. Yeah. In that John 17, where he says, um, I would that they would be one as we are speaking of his father. Which um, scripture are you in, Dan? John 17, it says. Okay. Um, Got a large prayer, huh? No, yeah. 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 Um, or where is that? Um, this is now, um, where I've given them the words for some years. 
thine they were, and thou gavest to me, and they have kept thy word now. They have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. That's still not it. It's, um, he says, uh, I would that they are one as we are one. I'm sorry, I'll lead you astray here. And my hope. Yeah, even as we are one, and in verse 23, I am in them. Yes. And you are in me, and they may become perfectly one so yeah. that uh, the world may know that you sent me, and I love them, even as you loved me. And then it says, Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and those know that you have sent me. I make known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love which was with you have loved me may be in them and i in them i know it's the uni unity of uh the son with the father and the unity of the church uh with the lord but we obtain everything by christ and him alone yeah yeah, yeah. without him we're nothing <laughs> amen yeah <laughs> you know the thing is it tells us in uh, verse 28 in uh, romans 11 as regarding the gospel they are enemies for your sake uh, but as regarding election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. That's kind of interesting. You know, yeah. even though they're enemies of the gospel right now, they still are beloved of the Lord. They're still his people, his earthly people. God has not forsaken them. They have forsaken the Lord their Messiah, their true Messiah, but God has not forsaken them. Uh. One of the things I noticed during one of the little sermons that the rabbi um, delivered during the middle of the liturgy during this whole Rosh Hashanah service um, was to call any Jews that were listening that were there with him um back to judaism and the torah and whatnot and um basically to um forsake any belief they might be harboring in jesus as messiah this kind of 
kind of interesting that you know it just ratifies this verse you know with regards to the gospel you know they're they're enemies and uh, they don't want anything to do with it uh, in I fact see all the woes against, the lord gave to israel yeah woe to you i mean this was the religious leaders yep uh, uh, they were keeping the people from you know the gospel even back then they were doing that for the gift and the calling of god are irrever irrevocable <laughs> you can't change god's mind god never changes Then in verse, last four verses there talk of uh, the counsel of God and his decisions that he had made about uh, Israel and Gentiles and salvation. It, uh, there's nobody that uh, counsels with him. Uh, he, he makes his decisions. He is God. And... Uh, it says there, oh, the depth of the riches, both of his wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments? We don't understand them a lot of times, but how unsearchable we can't search them. And his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? And the answer to that is nobody has counseled God. Or who has first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, uh, the counsels of God is, you know, it's, it's beyond us, but yet this is God's plan. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, Jesus as a young boy uh, in the temple teaching the leaders there. <laughs> you know, that it wasn't that he was being taught by them, counseled by them, but he was counseled yeah. by them, um, mm. because he had no sin nature, so he was God and whether that knowledge came because of his divinity or that knowledge came because he was a human without sin nature and so it became obvious to him or just a matter of both mm -hmm. um, he was the one providing the counsel at mm -hmm. 12 13 years old mm -hmm. yeah. which probably was at his bar mitzvah isn't it interesting that if you study the teachings of the Lord while he was on earth, if you really listen to what he's saying, it rubs off on you. <laughs> In other words, when these unlearned men went before the religious leaders of their day, they perceived 
that they were with Jesus. So if you spend enough time in God's word and you really study the word of God, your life is going to reflect on those around you. I could remember when I first became a Christian and I was so absorbed in the word of God. I mean, I studied it uh, so many hours a day and uh, oh, I can't remember her name, uh, Dorothy Bignall, I think it was. Uh, she and her husband came over to my house when I was in, lived in Kellogg yet. And uh, her husband was asking a lot of questions about the Bible. I was all over the Bible and I, I had everything underlined and I had pages turned and markers in and I was going from one scripture to another. And he just sat there in awe and he says, there's something about you. Or he says, he says, he says, you're glowing. <laughs> you know, and I was just a young believer, but I believe it was the spirit of God because I was using the word of God to Amen. preach to him. And that's where the power is. It's the power is in the word. It's not what we say. It's what God says. Amen. Amen. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. In uh, Numbers 23, it says, 23.19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall it not? And shall he not make it good? Yeah. We, we attend a service on Sunday afternoons to help with the music. And the man who was preaching, he, he made the comment that um, all of prophecy in the Old Testament is written in the, pro in the present tense because in God's mind, it's already done. Yeah. And, you know, when we think about the gifts and calling of God, they're without repentance. You know, as for God, his way is perfect. You know, yeah. 130 verse 3. And so God's way, he, he, he speaks in the present tense because in his mind, it's already done deal. And so yeah. that's what we have in Ephesians. You know, we're to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, verse 12 and 15, uh, now if the fall of them be the riches of the, of the Gentiles, for the fall of the Jews be the riches of the Gentiles, and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness, in other words, how much more of a blessing will it be for the world when they come back to Christ? Yeah. And the same thing in verse 15, it says, for if the casting away of them be the reconciliation of the world or the Gentiles, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? It's, when Christ comes back, it is going to be such a blessing for this world and for the Gentiles. 
as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it'd just be amazing. You know, and Christ being a Jew, he's going to sit on the throne of David. That is a promise, and that's going to be an eternal throne. Once yeah. he goes up on the throne, he'll never be dethroned. And that'll go right off into eternity. And that's where the blessings come. Right now, all our uh, leaders of all the different nations and what have the world in turmoil. Uh, there's never been peace, uh, and there won't be until the Prince of Peace comes. And once he sets up his kingdom, all that'll change. And that, that's where all the blessings will flow to not only the Jews, but the Gentiles. Uh, yeah. I believe that, yeah. Well, I'm kind of looking at the time. We're kind of narrowing her down. Anybody okay. has any last comments they'd like to make? Otherwise, we can close in prayer. I think that last verse kind of sums it all up. It says, for unto him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Yeah. Let's just look to the Lord. I'll close this in prayer. Once again, our God and Father, as we have had the privilege to open thy word, to look into it, to share, and to just gain from it, we thank thee for the privilege we have and for allowing us to have this word in our hands. Then we just ask that you would be with those that would normally be here. Pray especially for Ron tonight. Lift him up to thee and just commit him to thy loving hand. Thank thee for each one who's here tonight and just commit them all to thy loving hand and thy many mercies as we go throughout the remainder of this week. So we thank thee now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.